0: this is the rise of the young podcast bringing you insights from the most innovative entrepreneurs and influencers of this era hosted by 17 year old entrepreneur author public speaker and branding expert casey adams now let's get right into the show
1: what's going on everyone casey adams here welcome to the rise of the young podcast this is episode 24 today and today we got someone special on, the one and only Jeremy Haynes. Yeah. I have met Jeremy last year in 2017 at an event, but pretty much we're going to be talking a lot about today, building a digital agency, the power of the mind, and a lot about just scaling a social media agency from someone like Jeremy. So mm. Start the whole entire interview off, Jeremy. First off, just a brief summary who you are for maybe the two people that may not know who you are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's 7 billion people on the planet, so I'm definitely unknown. But long story short, um, born and raised in Akron, Ohio, just everybody around me was pretty shitty. Uh, shout out to anybody in Ohio. It's cool to get out, but you guys all know what I'm talking about. It does suck there. And then uh, age 18, I got fed up, went to Colorado, smoked weed for about two years. Uh, cool part was, though, in between 16 and 20, when I was just kind of chilling and you know escaping Ohio, I had four failed businesses. I was trying to be an entrepreneur. Very first one I had started off pretty well. Did 60K in three months with a video production company. Um, and the reason I say Ohio sucked, I was like showing people that entrepreneurship was a thing and that you didn't have to work at a factory or go to school to make a bunch of money. And people would tell me I was lying. Uh, so I knew the environment was wrong. So that's why I left. And then when I chilled in Denver for two years, up until about 19 and a half, almost 20, um, I decided through my buddy uh, to move down to Miami. I'd never gone there before. We moved, uh, you know, kind of the brink of the hood, if you will. I sat on suitcases for furniture for the first, two, I don't know, two months I was there, maybe three months, had the airbed popping bi-weekly. Um, I was selling phones in Costco, became a head of marketing by selling a phone to a guy just being the best version of myself, talking about my entrepreneur stories. And then at that point, I transitioned after being a head of marketing, getting recruited by Mr. Grant Cardone. Um, so just, you know, big sales trainer guy, prominent, almost a billionaire now, uh, love Grant, respect him. He put me through the entrepreneurial gauntlet. I made a bunch of money with him and his team. Um, or I should say, I made a bunch of money for him with him and his team. At which point, I I quit, started my digital agency, been riding that out for the last two years, helping out the world's largest personality brands uh, with all types of digital skills that are inside of my agency that I also use now for my own personality brand. I Do a ton of stuff now. I invest in crypto. Um, you know, I have Shopify stores, gotcrypto.coin.com, and uh, just a ton of stuff. But. Long story short, it's all possible through a digital agency and it's all possible through my digital marketing skills. And it all comes from the drive of, um, you know, entrepreneurial skill set by all by all means necessary. But the motivation and the absolute uh, just passion and conviction that sits inside of me for uh, building a reality that I know exerts the true power of what I preach to people when it comes to the power of the mind. So, yep, uh, that's why so. I'm at now man <laughs>
1: I was fired, man. So I know that you said regarding how you you work for the head of sales, you had a job at Costco, you met this one guy. So when it comes to that transition in your life, which was starting your digital agency, what was those first thoughts in your mind that kind of led that process and had you execute on it? And what like what was just going through your mind, man?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we all get the picture. I mean, we're working, we're, we're working jobs. Uh, my very first job I ever had, I was pushing carts to a grocery store. That's actually what kickstarted me to get my video production company going. Um, you know, all the way up to when I was sitting in Grant's office and every day I'm around all these incredible people. By all means, the environment is the best environment for work I've ever been in to date. have never seen another company hit that level or standard of uh, community within an office before. But the thoughts don't go away that we all have when we work jobs, which is, how can I do this all for myself? Um, what can I do to enable myself as an entrepreneur? Keep in mind, at that point in my life, I was a four-time failed entrepreneur. So it's pretty much every day coming into one of the most uh, success oriented, has a literal slogan that he preaches and puts on shirts that says, who's got my money. And the environment itself has an entire group of people working there that are all preaching the same thing. So it's a very high standard. They're operating around there in a very high level of knowledge. So at the young age of, of 20 to 21, um, when I'm working there for 13 months, I'm just getting groomed every single day by grant, by the people who are working there, by having to interact with every single salesperson as I was training them on how to use the marketing automation platform. I also had to watch every single video and listen to everything that we were doing as I had to, I had to reciprocate that into an email that we had six to eight months worth of communications set out for. It was incredible. Uh, all that information flowed through me and those thoughts amplified, which are the thoughts of, I need to quit. You know, I, I need to get the F out of here and I need to start making money on my own. I know I can do this for myself, because every single day, I would, I would go in, yellow, yellow sheet of paper and a pen, and I would go and sit down in front of the COO and sometimes grant. And every single day, I was tasked with doing the Facebook advertising, email marketing, teaching people and training people throughout the organization, several other smaller hats. But to focus on the point I'm trying to make, I had to write down their daily returns. So the amount we were spending and the amount that we were making back for everything that I was doing for a campaign, because that's what enabled me, through my behavior, getting the check mark, of, hey, you did a good job to to spend more. So it became like a game of, which everything is, how can I show that I'm doing well to then be able to spend more, to earn more skill points and experience in this particular area of digital marketing and earn more responsibilities throughout the organization, Uh, at which point it just became an endless cycle of growing and growing and growing. But once again, those thoughts never went away of the, it's time to quit, I gotta get the F out of here. And then a miraculous thing happened one day. One of the clients, of Mister Grant Cardone actually reached out to the organization to close a deal with them, and said, as a contingency of their contract, he had to speak to the person who was responsible for the emails, and uh, that person was me. And so the the guy comes in, his name was Dave, and um, you know Dave Dave walks in, he says, "Hey, I got this guy, um, you know, he's a roofer, and he said as a contingency of the deal, he has to speak with you as the person who's responsible for the emails." And so lead, which is the client's name, uh, asked me very specifically, he said, do you know who I can talk to who's just like you, or can you keep your eyes open for anybody in your network of marketing automation experts who might be able to help me out with my organization? Um, you know, And if it's you, you don't have to answer now on the, on the phone, but you know, if there's a way I can reach out to you at a later time, do you have a cell phone or any way I can keep in contact with you? And I was like, absolutely. Gave the guy my cell phone. He calls me later in the night. I was like, hey, I'd love to do it. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. This is why I got paid twelve five 5 uh, for a fat deal while I was in my you know 11th and a half, maybe 12th month, uh, keep my work there for 13 months. So that was, that was towards the end of my period there. And that was something that triggered me to, to allow myself to see that my skills were worth what I thought they were worth outside of my job. And that what I was thinking in my head, which, which wasn't getting validated because I wasn't selling those skills outside of the office, Um, was what I had thought the entire time which was I'm worth way more than what I'm being paid right here right now in this job and although this is a great opportunity and I love the environment this is not what I'm here for you know I'm here on this earth to make a dent and to provide universal positive impact for people and I found a I found a deep passion in helping others as I've helped myself do information products when I was revealed to that level of uh, the amount of people that needed help through mr. Grant Cardone so long story short my passion for helping others my conviction for knowing that it's all possible and knowing that i i needed to help others at a greater level and then a few different things um within grant's organization just drove me to the point where i said you know it's it's time it's time to make real life possible um right. a month before i had quit one of the graphic designers got fired so i was able to scoop him up right away so right away i had a world-class graphic designer one one of two people who was working for grant who was fired nobody that quit unethically then i had one of his sales who didn't really work out too well for me um also quit and start up as my uh, excuse my VP of sales at the time and long story short three amigos started up a digital agency where I was the owner and you know I, I had two employees essentially right away 1099 contractor and a graphic designer and uh, I had digital skills able to do ads was able to do marketing automation and just hit the ground running and started selling uh, a ton of stuff And it had nothing to do with my background in grant it had everything to do with the skill and the conviction that I brought to the table with wanting to help other business owners I love it.
1: I love it. So, (laughs) starting, I know that a lot of people like you took a leap necessarily. So, when it comes to like taking that leap from you were working at a job, you were, you had that security in a sense. You knew what you were doing. You were good at what you did, but you made that leap to start your own thing. And I feel like a lot of people that may be listening, I have a younger audience or even people that are older as well. A lot of people are just scared to necessarily take that leap. So, when it comes to your first start of your digital agency, when you're, you had those two guys, you're like, all right, like we're starting now, to now when you have your office, you've, You've had so much success thus far with your digital agency. What was the pivoting point for you from saying like, I started my company to really like, I really started my company now and you really had to make a lot of changes. What was that pivoting point?
0: You know, so um, I, don't, I don't believe in all the hippie shit like serendipity of uh, you run into different things at different times. I believe in quantum physics and I believe uh, in what's observed is something that we attract to ourselves and the more observation that we put into it that we can collectively put into it from others uh, with certainty brings those things into existence, only separated by time and action. One of the most interesting things I think I'd, I'd give you an answer here um, that, I, that I wouldn't think I'd give as an answer if I hadn't recently started studying more of this material again to remind myself why I initially quit. Um, I was fed up with, with psychologically getting taken advantage of, knowing that I'm worth more, but trying to convince myself that a job was the way to go and that I couldn't do it. And I was absolutely fed up with being a pussy. I was tired of being soft, I was tired of being weak, I knew for a fact that I was an alpha male and that I was absolutely capable of making anything possible for myself and for others. I knew for a fact I wasn't afraid of what success does because success creates dependency on you. Um, It creates a literal need to have other people come to you and say at the end of the month when it's time for them to pay their rents, hey, do you have my paycheck? Hey, can I get a bonus? Hey, can I get a raise this month? Right. Um, it's up to you to pay all the software bills. It's up to you to pay all the ad spend. It's up to you to pay all the all the rent bills. You know, it, it, when I when I quit my job, uh, I paid an entire year worth of rent to avoid my biggest expense, which was which was at the time twenty one thousand. I had one of my buddies; uh, he loaned me half of it. Uh, even to date, he was actually one of my buddies that almost killed me. Um, you know, I, I still to this date like give him little chunks of change just for that that gratitude that I have on that. But long story short, um, hear me out here. You just cannot be soft when it comes to entrepreneurship. Biology, is, as Mr. Ty Lopez pointed out on his podcast recently, is ruthless towards all of life. You are not favored in entrepreneurship. Okay, Now is a miraculous time because, in my opinion, I think AI is going to absolutely wipe out the capability to become an entrepreneur. As, as wide open of a field as it is now to become an entrepreneur and really establish yourself, you're going to lose that capability. And If you're a soft, weak-ass bitch, you're just not going to do anything in life, and you're never going to progress. You're never going to evolve. You're meant to be where you are based on your mentality level of what you can produce or what you can't produce. So productivity, uh, your ability to not be soft, having a convicted mentality that you know that you can do it, and not playing into the fear and uncertainty of life and those thoughts that we all have. I, I'm, I'm less convicted on anxiety, fear, and doubt, uh, and I'm much more inclined to favor my mentality when it leans towards positivity, certainty, absolute conviction, and just looking at something and saying, you know, there's just math, time, and action that separates me from annihilating that goal. And if I do more action in between, that period of time that I'm assessing it's going to take, it's going to take less time to achieve that goal. And then if you add game theory on top of that, and uh, you know, you look at decision-making, like a set of competitive choices, depending on what you're up against or what outcomes are most likely and favorable, on top of the game of power, I believe most people really undermine power. There's several books that go over in detail the need and the necessity to understand there's much more life than money. I valued time more than money. Um, all my values just became very clear to me the day that I decided to quit. And that all, that all aligned, you know, my chakras aligned. You know what I mean? The planets lined up that day. I don't know what happened, but I, I'll never forget it. There was just a day where I said, today's the day, man. I'm done. No more being soft. Um, I'm quitting my job. I'm making it possible for myself. And uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get some clients. I'm going to make it rain. And, you know, this, uh, that hasn't left me since. I love it. I love it. So
1: <laughs> regarding, I know that you have the DMM. You have a lot of students that follow you. You have an event yes. with a lot of people that you've been teaching them step-by-step of how they start their digital agency in a sense. So when it comes to you now, you have all these students, for all the people listening that, whether it be that may have their own digital agency or they're trying to start one, what would be two or three tips that you would give to them from the start that they need to know?
0: Yeah, so you don't even need tips, you just need straight up action points. So let's get clear on one thing right before we go into action. You need to have the intention of what a digital agency is. You are going out in the world with either yourself or a group of people who have digital skills or you're an entrepreneur hiring digital skills of others. Those are things like Facebook ad ad experts, digital marketers, email marketers, graphic designers, uh, copywriters, videographers, animators, um, anybody that can do something online that produces revenue or leads or exposure in a business is something that is a hireable digital skill. Now, most people are unaware that every single business in the history of businesses that currently exist and that are gonna exist in the future all have to be online. And there's a never ending amount of digital actions that you can take that can drive revenue. A literal never ending amount. You could stop taking action at the end of three years of consistent work with your digital marketing efforts if you had 800 people working a day on one company and you wouldn't be finished because there are an unlimited amount of digital actions you could take that drive revenue. So any company, there's literally an unlimited amount you can take once again, whether they have five people that they have hired, nobody can be a specialist in every area that is online that you can make money. It's impossible. So even if they have, which most of them do, some shithead that doesn't do anything, that's the all-in-one jack-of-all-trades person who to the, to the outdated business owner is somebody who's, who's doing something online, but they're not doing anything. And it's easy to point out because there's free websites that can give away all the data for what people aren't doing. There's Chrome extensions that can show you how people are advertising, how much they're spending on advertising, what they're doing. You can target the competitors of these people and you can go to them and say, hey, I spoke to this competitor and they didn't want to do anything. And I know their exact strategy to the T and I was pretty baffled that they didn't want to take action. This is a competitive advantage for you as I just came from this company and I'd love to show you exactly how to do what they didn't want to do and where they're lacking and where I showed that you were getting ahead so you could put yourself way ahead. So it's an unlimited amount of options that you can make money. I've been getting paid in this from the jump, $1,800 a month for social services, posting on people's Facebook and on Instagram. Beyond that, through time, for more of my uh, worthy skills, if you will, and my team's worthy skills that just make more revenue is what that means. And my ability through time to define a more clear process to getting that revenue In an articulate way or a visual way to the potential client has enabled me to get packages between ten thousand and a hundred thousand dollars a month. We get rev shares on companies and on entrepreneur personality brands that are giving us ten to thirty percent of their revenue. They're making seven figures a month. They were making six. Now they're making seven. There are simple actions that people just don't know. And this is my my favorite quote: "People don't know what they don't know. They have no idea what they need to hear. They have no idea what they need to see. They have no idea what they need to do." in order to make that additional revenue because they have to do what they're focused on every day. They have to focus on their business for what makes that little bit of money that they do have coming in and there is no way that they're going to have the focal point, the education time, the ability to to even qualify the right person um, without somebody aggressively coming in showing them the data and then saying, I want to do a deal with you, so I found that running this for two years and coming from the struggle that I did, I hate pain. Um, I'm a hero is what it's called by, by definition in storytelling books where I believe in helping out the underdog to profit on everybody who needs help to create win-win scenarios um, all based upon people learning what they don't know now. I expose people to what they don't know now that they could know and once they see it, they can take action on it and they can do whatever they'd like. You have to have a digital agency, period, if you want to be in business. You have to. You're either going to hire it in-house or you're going to outsource to somebody. You're either going to hire a team of people that is a digital agency in house, which are graphic designers, web developers, click funnel experts, videographers, social media experts, copywriters. You're going to have to hire all that stuff. Public relations, I even categorize under digital agencies, or you're going to have to outsource it to somebody who does have all that stuff, which is where a digital agency comes in. So if you have to have it, if you benefit from it for your own ventures and every business to, to rely on that set of skills also requires it. Well, That, ladies and gentlemen, is a way for you to start a business with no money because you literally just need skills in that case. Skills aren't something that are outside of you. Skills are something that are right here. They're built into you. They come through education. They come through unlocking what you don't know now and then making it into a cognitive process and then being able to do it again, turning it into a habit loop and being able to do it exponentially better than other people is what gets you paid more than other people. This is a a true skill beat skill game and it's my favorite game to play because once again, Every business relies on this thing. I call it the portal to the internet. This is, this is my favorite thing. And I found it, I found a desire to teach others because statistically, Casey, and I know that you know this 10 to 30% of our cognitive function to remember information. That's, that's our statistic when we don't teach others. Whereas that goes to 70 to 90% of our ability to retain information cognitively when we teach others those things. So I'm essentially using the DMM, the digital marketing manuscript is like, a therapy device almost, for saying, listen, here's all my experience, highs, lows, exactly what I did, exactly how I messed up, and exactly how you can repeat successful actions and avoid my failures. I give out all my scripts, all my resources, literally every single thing ever, Um, my legal agreements even, and I give community access. I think community is worth more than anything. People mastermind in there, they have accountability groups, they ask questions, I'm active in there all the time. But long story short, the actionable data here, for what you could do no matter who you are where you are even if you already have an agency step number one you want to download a program it's online it's called scope leads this is my updated sales strategy that i use ScopeLeads.com. i also have a youtube video on this you can look up agency hacks jeremy haynes or you can just look up agency hacks i think it'll show up you can send up to 1800 emails per day from a gmail account inside of this tool and the tool also searches leads for you so what that means is you can go in and type in Uh, entrepreneur, or you could type in chiropractor, you could type in plastic surgeon, you could type in lawn care, and then a city. So I had 11 salespeople in my office. (laughs) And I said, all right, guys, we got this tool. Each one of you is going to pick out three keywords. Okay. So each one of them picked out three different niche topics that they wanted to go after, like lawn care, chiropractors and surgeons. Okay. And then we had a list of the top 50 cities in the United States. So three times 50 gave us 150 different total searches. Okay. Now each search brought back about a hundred people on average with name, business name, website, social media accounts, and profiles linked to those websites screenshots of the desktop version and the mobile version. And it would give you information on their SEO schema and it would give you information if they had pixels or not on their websites and it would give you phone numbers for these different businesses for the hundred that that it returns. At which point you now have technically, 15,000 different people that you can export from the tool and contact. This is sales, ladies and gentlemen. Outflow equals inflow. Here's where scope leads get serious though, okay? When I started my agency, I didn't have shit like this. I had to literally manually type up emails and the way that I preached it was to send these long emails that were value-driven, that gave people insights on their business that other people wouldn't push themselves to do because other people are weak softies, keep in mind. So to 2% 3% of people that repeat the successful action are going to cash the F out, okay? Check this out. I used to do these value-driven emails that were really long, and when I'd send them out, I didn't have to follow up on the phone or I'd have to manually type an email up to follow everybody up, and I'd send 100 to 150 emails a day. With Scope Leads now, after we do our search of whatever niche and and that keyword and the city, we're then getting 100 people, and we're able to send up to 1,800 emails per day. And Scope Leads can autonomously follow up with these people, and based on condition of if they open it or if they don't open it, it can automatically send them an email or it can send them a different type of email dependent upon if they opened it or not after that first one goes out so this tool essentially is sending 900 cold emails a day to people i don't know with information that is dynamically being plugged into the email so it does look personable it includes effing screenshots of their website with a play button over it making it look like we want to ha- we want to send them a video audit we're asking them if it's the right place to send it the emails after that are follow-up oriented emails all coming from our gmail account so when people reply they're all getting these responses back right to their inbox. Now, here's the cool part, you know, you take 15,000 people a day that you're you're communicating with at that scale, you're getting a significant amount of people that are calling you back, first of all, but even down to the people I preach this to every day that are just basic people who have no idea what's going on in digital agency world, they've never made a sale in their life, I say, just get Scope Leads, take my email templates, repeat successful actions, don't think until you know how, and let's just hit this thing hard and make it happen for you. Yeah. Um, at which point they typically get results if they just if they just repeat the successful actions. Um, have you have you ever used scope leads in any of your operations, Casey? I haven't. I wrote it down though. It's <laughs> yeah, scope leads is sick. So I mean, point number one: outflow equals inflow. So if you're sending 900 cold every day, and you're sending 900 to follow up the next day, technically the first day you'd only send 900. The second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, you'd send 900 new. 900 follow-up, 900 new, 900 follow-up because you're limited to 2,000 emails a day and a G Suite email address. That's why I say that. Long story short, it's just a numbers game. You're getting responses back to your inbox at that point. Here's what you need to know after that. You have to know the digital skills that you're selling. So you have to use tools like spyfu.com, semrush.com, alexa.com, fanpagekarma.com, socialblade.com, and you have to be able to Go into these tools, look up their social accounts, look up their websites, and extract data on these people, right? You want to go to their social profiles. How's their engagement ratios? You know, where do they need help? Does their content suck? You need to use tools. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I gave it away in my, uh, my DSP group, my digital skill pad group. It's like social socialpana.com. It's the big, big ads replacement. And so big, big ads, which was the tool that you could use to see everybody's Facebook ads and uh, every ad type that they were running got shut down. Um, and there's a new tool once again, that just got released that I would also use to find the data of these people in order to see exactly what they're doing, exactly what they're not doing. So I could, I could formulate exactly what they need to do. Step number two, get the process, CPR, clear process to revenue. Okay. You need a CPR. How are you going to get these people from where they are? What is the clear process to making them revenue? Okay. If you can, in an articulate way and and preferably in a visual way, preach a passionate and convicted plan to make somebody else revenue who's a business owner and then religiously follow up until they get on the phone with you and close, you will make it rain deals and you can launch a digital agency. When it comes to delivering, which I love more than anything, you have to, first of all, probably outsource. I have a great video called Outsourcing 101. It's on YouTube as well. Goes over, I think, 30 minutes of uh, practical data on using tools like Upwork.com to hire freelancers, uh, built into my Facebook page, Jeremy Haynes. Just go and you type in 30 day into my chat bot. It takes you through a literal 30 days. There's no BS, there's no fluff, there's no like plugs throughout the shit. It's literally just 30 days of me giving you 30 videos, straight up telling you, here's what you need to do. It's it's like digital Jeremy keeping you accountable, if you will. Um, and you gotta keep yourself accountable. That's, that's kind of step number three, follow up religiously after you've made these communications because the money's in the follow up. 80% of people don't follow up after the first to second attempt. That's where all sales are lost. The big people who are making the cash are the ones who are following up because we're convicted to. When I was in Grant's office, this entire environment constantly preached this. It was just be convicted on what you're doing. Have the most enthusiasm. Have the most belief and desire that you know for a damn fact that whatever you're talking about is exactly what that other person needs to hear, exactly how they need to hear it. This is exactly what they need to do, and you know that they need to do it. So it's unethical of you if they do not do it because you didn't have the practicality or the negotiation skills or the persuasion to convince this other person of this idea because that's all your action plan, your CPR is. It's just an idea of logical steps that should make somebody money. Your belief in that and you're selling yourself at this point is gonna get that other person to believe in you and then give you whatever amount of revenue it is that you're asking for. You can close a deal between 1K. Casey and I have spoken on the phone before where I prepped him for a whale. You closed that thing, right? What was that, 100K a month or 40K a month, something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep.
0: <laughs> Hear me out. The amount of deals out there that you can close and the size of these things are unlimited just based upon what amount of revenue you can find you can make for people online. It's that simple. Presenting it with conviction is getting them to buy it in higher ratios than if you just present things in a bland way and you don't know what you're talking about. If you don't know what you're talking about, that's why I came out with the DMM. It's so people know what they're talking about. So you can figure out what you don't know. Go Google stuff. Go YouTube stuff. You can get the information spread out between 100 different people if you'd like. That's why I condensed it all. It's because I was—I didn't have a resource where I could go out and look for everything that I needed to know and when to know it and how to do it based on somebody else's real-life experience with the same thing I was trying to do. Um, so that's why I, thats why I selfishly created it. I, I, just, I wanted to give the success that I couldn't find for myself to others because I've just been a blind little chick with my head cut off my whole yeah. life, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. So for everyone listening, guys, if you just don't execute based on what Jeremy just said, you're playing yourself. He just... you're playing yourself, go execute on that stuff, especially if you're in the works of creating your own-
0: Well, hear me out though. Tell Tell them what's up though at the same time, Casey. Don't hold back on your audience. Tell them that they're literally soft and they're weak if they don't have the ability to execute on things that make them revenue and produce results. They're probably just sitting here on their ass, maybe driving in between one location and another floating throughout life, not grabbing the wheel, not in control. Whereas a few of your listeners, a a minority of them and shout out to this minority is just getting in and out there, just at the buffet of their goals, just chomping it down, just taking action on every single thing that they hear. And I shout out and I praise those people as those people will make revenue with this. To the other people though, quit being soft. Just know literally as you hear such actionable data and you don't do anything with it, that dude, that's you. You got to look inward for that. You got to go focus on psychology. You got to get my free group, PNMs. It's, it's psychology, neurology, and marketing. Get your mind right. You got to get your mind right. That's the first step.
1: Love it. I love how you just said that because this is kind of going to my next question based on the psychology of things. I know that when you were spoke at my mansion event, we, had, we were in the back room. You're showing me all your psychology books. So for, yeah. the, for the listeners, what would be three books, whether it be psychology or anything that has helped you that you'd recommend to them? Yeah. A uh, great
0: book called Vital Lies and Simple Truth. Um, it's written by Daniel Goleman, who's a psychologist. He wrote it in 1994 when I was born and, uh, Dan- Daniel, Goleman's the shit. He has a few other books. These are my recommendations, but he has a few others like social intelligence, working with emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence, but Vitalized and simple truths, hands down one of my recommendations for the three. It goes over the fact that when we're in pain, which humans don't ever want to be in pain, like that's the worst possible state that we could ever be in. Right? So, so what we do is we avoid the pain by justifying our reality different than what it actually is, okay? So when we're going through pain, we're more susceptible to pulling back from reality for what it actually is, for what we want it to be. Therefore, when we pull away from reality, we're technically having more probability to then be in conflict with nature, getting less result, getting more like random conflict, um, having more like of the downs rather than the ups in life all from not knowing that we're trying to justify our reality different than what it actually is from being in pain somewhere rather than just facing the pain and, and going through it. Um, so great book to expose you to the fact that you create blind spots in your mentality based on, based on pain pockets. Um, so, so great for that. Um, another book I'd recommend if you're going down the psychology route is, uh, you know, I think it's really going to depend here. I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're going down like the psychology of, Uh, like marketing versus like the psychology of self and like how to help somebody like vitalize and simple truths would be like a, like a self-help kind of like awareness perspective, but it's also good for business. If I would give you like a good kind of like psychology, neurology and like business book rather than just like self-help, it'd be the leading brain. I believe that's by Lara Boyd, but either way the leading brain is the truth. That book will go over actionable data on things that you didn't even know about yourself um, and I'd follow that up with number three, which is a little more complex, but it's called Incognito. Um, another really revealing book uh, that will give you more perspective on yourself since we're just going down that psychology route. If I'm just giving overall books, 1,000%, you have to read On Power by Gene Simmons. You have to read The 48 Laws of Power by, uh, by Robert Greene. Um, no matter what, you want to you try to pick up something like Persuasion. Uh, all the Robert Caldini books are, are sensational um, but my favorite book, my favorite book of all time, literally, it's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. I think oh, I, over, oh. I over-recommended this one to a yep, lot of people, yep. but one of my favorite books, Quantum Physics and Money.
1: Yeah, that's, that's by far on one of my top two books 100%. that I've read, 100%. It's <laughs> and called
0: it Source data. data. It's where it's where data is so truthful and so to the point and so actionable. Sometimes it's, it's uncomprehensible to most as those people are typically the ones pulled back less in reality. But dude, whew, if you really get that book, I mean, your your life changes in uh, a few pages, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, 100, I literally got to page, I think it was 10, read yep. that book in a day. One day, just, I, yep. I it, <laughs> you know? so, so moving forward, I know that we've covered some stuff, whether it be digital agency, psychology, just yep. pressing it for your clients, your breakthroughs. So for the people listening, where could they find more information about you, more, so that can, they could actually ask you questions from this podcast or this Facebook Live?
0: Yeah, uh, if you just want the ultimate link, uh, my you can just go to my universal website, it's Jeremy.expert. It's as simple as Jeremy.expert. It has like just a plug to everything, but my Instagram's just at Jeremy. So just you know, regular spelling J E R E M Y. Um, same thing. I plug the link there as well. You can always shoot me a DM. You can always ask me questions. I have too much stuff that I can give you guys as far as actionable data and uh, ways that can make you more revenue and expand your mind. But um of course I also have more support for people who want the additional support and community.
1: Yep. For sure. So last question before we wrap this up. I know that when I met you, uh, that was also my first speaking event that I met you at, Jeremy. And I know that you said that when you, were, <laughs> when you were 16, you had that business that you, had, you made 60K, you failed, you've had multiple failed businesses. So for all the young entrepreneurs that are listening right now, not just digital agency owners, but when it comes to just the overall entrepreneur from a young age, what would be a tactic regarding the execution or whatever it may be for any business that you'd want to give to them that you would want to hear when you were Sixteen, seventeen.
0: Yeah, so you're going to fail a lot more than you're going to succeed, and you shouldn't get emotional about it. Um, second piece of advice, there's a big difference between emotion and feeling, and you don't have to react to life. Whatever happens to you in entrepreneurship, choose to meditate at a young age, not for the hippie shit that you might hear about, but choose to meditate to bring the blood flow to the frontal cortex to activate the more logical and forward-thinking version of you rather than the more reactive and subconscious version of you. So anytime that you're a business owner, just know this, breathe deep, truly get like that diaphragm breath, like and try to count to like six to eight, and then let it out. If I knew that I was 16 or 17, I didn't find that out until I was 22. And yep. uh, that would have changed my game if I'd have known that. I'd also tell you this, my friends influenced me a ton when I was a kid in in a good way uh, for bringing out a more confident version of myself. H- huge shout out to my friends when I was when I was younger. Um, long story short, those same friends later went on to literally choke me out of my balcony, bringing me to a point of death uh, and just kind of parting ways in life. So don't rely on your friends and just know this, they probably will leave you. It doesn't have to be as forceful as mine and that doesn't come from a horrid negative circumstance. It just comes from natural events that will potentially occur in your life where you make different life choices. So don't feel too connected to people. Um, just know you are a true lone wolf wherever, wherever you're at, whatever age you are, um, and, and learn the game of power. Uh, politicking some serious stuff you can make as much money as you want uh, mm-hmm. if people hate you and they don't like you very much uh, you're gonna be pretty lonely and I would tell you this it's not about having a bunch of people around you but it is about having a good reputation garner that with your life don't be too r- young and reckless the sooner that you cannot grow up but the sooner you can get that sound focused, concentrated perspective heed these words from my my old boss Grant he uh, he said this on an episode where he was talking about making your first million. He said, you have to be a cold stone baller focused on the kill, bro. And, uh, Mm. he, he looked dead ass in the camera and he he sat pretty serious. And I was like, real ass quote. I've, I've lived that quote every day of my life. I, uh, I say it commonly, even on, on things like this today, you have to be focused. You know, you can lose focus really easy at 16 because it doesn't seem like it matters that much, but dude, you can get ahead and uh, don't miss out on the biggest wealth, uh, generating ability in history, which is taking things like some of your profits from your digital agency or from any of your entrepreneurial activities and no matter what age you're in and like putting them into cryptocurrencies, um, investing into yourself, um, putting money aside. If you can be an entrepreneur, period. The Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill. If you can read that Bible of success and not be soft when you pick it up and see how thick it is, the sooner you're gonna be a monster. I love
1: it. I love it. So, boom. That being said, everyone listening, make sure you check out Jeremy on Instagram. Pretty simple, at Jeremy. Make sure you check him out. But that being said, guys, everyone listening to the Rise of the Young podcast, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a rating. Go give the man Jeremy a follow on Instagram. Let him know that you came from the podcast. And that being said, I will see you on the next episode. Peace.